everybody, and welcome to the only show in the universe dedicated 100%, mostly, to the greatest game in the world. What game would that be? Advanced Squad Leader. Advanced Squad Leader, that's right. And I am one of your hosts, and you can call me Jeff. And you can call, I can call him Jeff, too. Yeah. And today is July 2nd. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Yeah, happy 4th of July. We're celebrating. We're celebrating. I got. I just popped open a Hams, which you will notice is in a red, white, and blue can. So, uh, salute me. And gold. And oh yeah, and gold. Uh, let me tell you how it is. It's the beer refreshing. Very good. So it's great to be back for another show. I just listened to um, seventy, the the show that you did with. I'm a little behind in listening. Is that the one you did with Megan? And where Megan did the letters and, you, and Piano Man. Yes, and Piano yeah. Man. Yeah, nice guy. Yeah. Seems, seems like a nice guy. It's a little out of control sometimes. Yeah, a little. <laughs> inspired so, to play the piano. So, yeah. So I just got back from uh, a trip to Florida to see my mom. I had plans to do Washington, D.C. I took the train. I had plans to do Washington, D.C. on the way down and then on the way back because the train lays over there for like seven hours each time. How do they get it back up onto the track? Yeah, <laughs> they just, they left it. They got big guys. So um, on the way down, um, just the way things worked out, I only had time for the National Gallery of Art. I spent about five hours in there. And I thought on the way back, I'm going to go to the World War II Memorial, which I've never seen, which is right there on the mall. And mm-hmm. uh, as I continued down to Florida, the tr- the whole trip was was disrupted by Tropical Storm Debbie. Oh, yes. Which was dumping rain and causing tornadoes and mayhem. So when Debbie finally went away, it was time for me to come home. And on the way back, that gigantic storm on the East Coast occurred, the worst storm (laughs) in history. And our train was delayed six hours or so. So I only had time to go from my train to the next train. Uh, So I did not get to the World War II Memorial. So... Well, it is very nice. I have done that with the family. I'm hoping it's still there. I didn't know they had it back then. I thought it was fairly new. It is fairly new. We went three or four years ago. Well, that's not fairly new. Yeah, it's still fairly new. To me, that's not fairly new. <laughs> it makes the World War I thought it was little, newer. little World War One thing look really dinky. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Korean War one is very nice. It has those figures like in a stone etching and they're kind of ghostly. Like it's, a relief. Yeah, and there's some double imagery stuff, mm. if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Kind of very tricky, very like that. Yeah. And then, of course, the Vietnam Wall has its own yeah. stark, you know, yeah. to it. Yeah. So I was kind of disappointed that I didn't get to see that, but I know it'll still be there when I go back. So what have you been up to, Dave? Well, I'm, so I'm, well, I couldn't get my mom to play squad leader with me. No. So you haven't been Imagine playing. that. No, so I haven't been. Well, I only played one game, so we won't do a what we've been playing lately segment. We'll save it okay. for later. Yeah. I've been battling with Comcast, the cable people, <laughs> as they switch to the HD whatever now. So mm-hmm. we've got a signal on our TV. You're not prepared to have TV anymore. Uh, so we took us about a month or two, you get to tell how much we love our television, to go and finally get this set up. And we really liked recording the news on our little hard drive recorder, you know, DVD, mm-hmm. VHS player, recorder. And, you know, that was about it. And since then we got Netflix, so we lived on Netflix and a couple of Redbox rentals. And, you know, that's enough TV, really. And then I got around to finally calling them 
ended up getting their cable box, so I put it in, and it wouldn't let us download the TV guide into the hard drive, DVD recorder player. So you couldn't pre-plan to record the news every night anymore. Oh, no. And I'm like, you know, and Frontline would be the other thing we would record. And so we called them up, and they talked me through this whole thing. Didn't work. And I called again, and then they did it again. Didn't work. And then they said, well, we'll send a rep out. She came out on a Friday, tried to fix it, thought she had it. And I said, well, it downloads 24 hours to download the TV listings. So on Monday we'll know, or Saturday. I didn't even check it Saturday or Sunday or and Monday I checked. No, it didn't take either. Yeah, that's their clever way of doing it. They say it takes 24 hours. So, you know, I, I don't know if it's fixed or not, but I'm going to say it is, and I'm leaving. And then they leave. And it's the tech. And so yeah. then we uh, call them again, and they explain, well, you'll have to check with well, who makes your hard drive recorder, Panasonic. Okay. Call them. Okay. Call Panasonic Center. It's not loading. They go through this whole thing with us. Another, you know, they were great, but oh, your Comcast box is a Motorola version one oh something something. It won't allow this to happen. So you've oh. got to go call Comcast again and tell them you need a different box made by Archer or some other brand to try and get the TV listings through on the Panasonic so yeah. it's compatible. So we call back Comcast and the, he starts trying to walk me through everything I've been walked through. Two times already. I'm thinking, no, no, sir, I'm telling you, I need a Comcast box. It's different. Well, let me see if I understand your problem. I, I'm telling you what my problem is. Yeah. Well, we, we called Panasonic, and they said this. And, well, and he, said, and he tried again. I said, you're doing what the technician. We, did I tell you the technician came out last Friday and failed to do what, exactly what you're talking me through now that I've done multiple times? It's not going to load in here with this Motorola box. And finally he says, oh, okay, all right, well, then you have an option here. You'll have to upgrade your package. Now, I think we were paying 18 bucks a month, right? Ka-ching. Yeah. $80 a month. 80 You have to get, oh, and when the lady was out on the Friday, she said, oh, you're, I said, how come I'm not getting, you know, HD anymore? I bought a big HD TV. She goes, oh, yeah, that's, the basic no longer has the HD. I said, so I went and bought this big TV and spent all this money and now you're taking it away from me, the whole purpose I spent this money for. Well, yeah, sorry. They're not taking you it away. You can upgrade. You can upgrade, yeah. yeah. And then what I'm, were you paying, $18 I for cable? I we were paying basic, very, very basic cable. It's like an antenna service. What do you get, just like black and white channels? What yeah. It only does like... It's all stuff from the 50s. Yeah, it's finally coming through the pipe. Uh, you had your basic... I didn't know you could your get Bears games. cable for 18 They won't even send me a bill for $18. <laughs> Yeah, we had the Bears games, the news, and what more do you need, right? Um, and you had the fun channel, like the the, the fun some channel. fun things. The fun I don't know the ASL channel. You know, was Nick on there? No, we didn't even get Nick. Mm. So we had to buy the Avatar. Yeah. Anyway, point being, I kind of went into. Oh, a, there was a point. Well, okay. <laughs> just thought listeners might be interested I'm to sure vent their a, anger against the, the cable yeah. monopolies. Yes. That, and so as. Um, you know, so I tell this guy, look, how is it you people got control of this anyway? I used to get this for free. You know, all I want is the news. And yeah. he's like, well, you know, and in fact, he's telling me to upgrade service 80 bucks. I also had read previously we could get their HD recorder for another $20 a month. Right. Instead, so he didn't even give me that option. So, you know, they're paying these people who don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They're calling them up multiple times and they're they're struggling to try and handle your 
complaints. I'm sure they're paid low wages, and Comcast is laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. And just very frustrating. It's very frustrating. So, you know what? fact is you don't need to pay them. So yeah. we're going to find a way to get it. My brother-in-law got an antenna, a digital mm-hmm. antenna, mm-hmm. and he just poked it up and gets the basic stuff there, and then 10 bucks to Netflix, right? Right. Supplement. Yeah. The red box. Yeah. You're ready to go. Yep. Hulu, maybe. That's all you need. Yeah, Hulu. You get one of those Roku boxes, which lets you then watch. Or, what does that do? Well, it lets you watch uh, like Google TV and a lot of other um, network, uh, internet-based video and TV services. On the on your TV. Big television. So it's like net, Netflix streaming is on the Roku box as well as YouTube and uh, Voodoo. Hulu. And, and, Hulu and Yahoo and Wingdu. <laughs> well, and the yeah. kids watch the new Nickelodeon Avatar program. Not the blue people Avatar, but the really cool one, the kid with the arrow on his head. <laughs> Avatar cartoon series. It's okay. very excellent. Oh, is it? Oh, it is outstanding. It's seriously, it is outstanding. And they had a whole new series out. Uh, and so the kids were watching that on, on the yeah. computer. Right. So now with a box like a what? Ro- Roku. $99. That's uh, probably less than that now. Okay, Laura had mentioned something like that. Yeah. Or an Apple box. So anyway, so, <laughs> so maybe I'll edit that all out. 100% but... dedicated? Eh, not so much. To the greatest game in the world. <laughs> now we had a little diversion there. But that, that is very frustrating. So we feel your frustration. It's almost as frustrating as trying to get... Get a copy of Yanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or certain starter kits or all kinds of stuff. So, well, anyway, um, I'm glad you survived all that. What do you say uh, we do some, you know, letters? Sure. We don't have a lot. No? So go quick. And it's time for letters. Hey, it's the piano man again. Sorry, I think I got the wrong. That's that was that's the group. I guess there's a group called Typewriter. Yes, okay. indeed. It's time for letters, and we don't have a lot of letters, but we we, we could not do letters. Got to do letters. We have this one from Thomas Croyle, who yeah. says, "I love the show. Thinking about getting started in ASL. I looked into the starter kits sets, but SK one I cannot find. Yeah, speak of the devil. Yeah, I tried to trade for it to no avail, and two is about seventy five dollars. I can get starter kit three for twenty four. I guess my question in all of this is, can I start with starter kit three? Or rather than spend the seventy-five dollars for starter kit two, just buy the rules and Beyond Valor and go from there. Jeff, your wisdom. Well, if he doesn't have somebody to learn the game with uh-huh. that is an ASL player, mm-hmm. then I would recommend that he get starter kit three. Of of any, if if all three starter kits are available, I would still say just get starter kit three, because it has everything in it that starter kit one and two have, uh, except all the boards and but, scenarios. And not all the scenarios, but it covers all the rules. It does. It covers but all the rules. But he'd be stuck with, with having to learn armor to play the scenarios. Yes, unless he gets some starter kit scenarios that don't include armor. So he could he could go um, to Rally Point 
uh, I can't remember the name of their pack that that covers uh, starter kit scenarios. Oh, and but there the are starter other... kit scenarios that are available that don't have armor in it that he could get. Yeah, and third or third party or, or... third party stuff from uh, Schwerpunkt. Yeah. So I would say that get starter kit three. Certainly, um, you can start with starter kit three, and yeah. you could even jump right into armor and guns. The it's a small booklet, right? Right. Yeah. But I would even say, if you take the just jump into full ASL, get beyond valor. You just start with also infantry, but I don't know how many just infantry only scenarios are in that pack now. Yeah, a few. But yeah, there's got to be a few. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would think it would be overwhelming because you. I mean, immediately you got to do stuff with snipers, and you got bypass, and you've got. I mean, just concealment, and there's a lot. And if you're learning there it on your a own, lot. yeah. If you're learning it on your own, if you were stuck on a on a forbidden planet and you had to learn it on your own um well that'd be fine because there would be nobody to tell you eventually that you're doing it all wrong or to distract you while you're learning yes but i don't know i can think of better things to do so i don't know did we answer his question yeah in two ways yeah yeah and so yeah i think jeff your point is good there's a lot more there but you know when we learned it you know with concealment we just kind of like didn't use it a lot <laughs> or yeah and it does change the way the game plays out but it does yeah but we were learning infantry rules we thought the concealment counters were a nuisance you know oh it's that's halfing stuff and get that out of the way yeah yeah i, <laughs> I, I don't want to use these it covers up i can't see my yeah, guys I can't see. I can't see my infantry yeah i mean honestly that's kind of the approach i had um obviously today you try and keep those by skulking yeah. and doing all these little things right to you want that, your concealment but. But. Well, you you know you having grown up playing games and teaching yourself games and playing with your friends, and when you're younger, you don't really care about whether or not you're playing it right. Exactly, you know, it's just like when we all learned Monopoly. Everybody learned that you throw all your extra cash into free parking, and when you land on free parking, you get all that money. Well, that's not in the rules. It's just everybody always yeah, played that Yeah, I heard people way. play that differently, yeah, too. Yeah. You know, it's th- that's not in the rules. But when I started learning Squad Leader like six years ago, it, when I come to a point where I don't know what it means, I stop. I just get, I get stuck. I can't go on. I just figure I can't go on. It'd be like trying to build a nuclear reactor, but you're not quite sure about the, how this one part works. So you, ah, I just leave that out with a cooling tower. I'm not sure what that does. I'm going to leave that part off. It's this lead shielding. I I don't understand. We don't. I don't think I need that. Yeah, and I think one of the I'm things not, I won't do that that we've done and people have said we've done is gotten them to not be afraid of the rules and to be willing to go ahead and try stuff and to be willing to get it wrong and fix oh, yeah. it later. I guess that's not what I'm doing, is it? No. Well, but we have done that in the past. We have done that. We in have. The past. Yeah, so don't give any an attention to of, what I'm saying today. We've given an attitude of just. <laughs> You know, jump play, in, play. jump in. Yeah, but Jeff is correct. Boy, if you can find that person to teach you, it it, it is it's a big really help. it does help. Yeah. helps a lot. But there if are you... tutorials and so on. Yes, we have a few of our own, um, but there's a lot on a lot YouTube of good stuff on YouTube. Stuff. Yeah. So okay, uh, good question, tough answer. We have a uh, a comment that was on the website from episode seventy one, anonymous said uh, 
Well, this is uh, where this all came from is a bit confusing, but really what's going on in this conversation is one person is talking about the idea of playing ASL long distance with other players using just Skype, not using Vassal, but just using Skype. And each person sets up the boards and then you talk back and forth and tell them the you know, the moves you're making and so forth. Yeah, and you just, as we talked you just, about on the last yeah, show, the letter we read last show. show. And then somebody has posted and said, uh, there's a threat on game, a thread. He puts threat. <laughs> it's more like a threat. Yeah, Game Squad can be kind of threatening. On the Game Squad forum, people talking about this method, and it, I'm encouraging folks to add their details so other pon- opponents can play via Skype. So we'll put that show link, that, that link in the show notes. But um, I don't know. How does that work if you've got concealment and, you know, hip? You just don't play those scenarios then? I guess you wouldn't play those scenarios because how would you do that? Well, certainly, I mean, hip hip would be one thing. Okay, hip is different. But concealment, you know, guys, you've got to stack those units and put the concealment counter on top, and you're not supposed to know what's under those. So you're setting those up for your opponent. I think you you put in dummy counters underneath. Oh, I see. Even if they're real... To represent the real okay. counters. Yeah. And as Bob had said, I think it was Bob said when we read the letters last show. Okay. Um, the die rolling, they said, was now uh, on the table and you had to trust the guy. Yeah. And Bob said there were problems maybe with the generators. With the die uh, roll generators? On the computer, on Vassal. Oh. He had heard that. Oh, that could be. It's very hard to anyway. generate random numbers. So that could be. But. I think it's better to play face-to-face or just go find something else to do. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have too many, so many opponents you can't get time to play with them yeah. all. Uh, we had a nice donation from Haken Nielsen. Thank you, Haken. Cool. Very much. Yeah, very nice. And then there's uh, we have a letter here for the uh, for yep. the 20th anniversary of the Texas Team Tournament. We decided to feature some local scenario designers and in the process generated a scenario pack that we hope will provide some ASL enjoyment and also help to celebrate the occasion. There are 10 scenarios in the pack. The scenarios we picked for inclusion should provide for unique choices and challenges for both sides. All scenarios are in full color with counter images, boards, etc. Cost of the pack is $15 plus shipping and is available through the Texas ASL website, which is www.texas.com hyphen asl.com just look for the xx scenario pack selection on the main menu there are a limited number of copies available so if you're interested don't sit on the fence too long and you don't want to sit on the fence too long anyway because that's uncomfortable so did you order yours i i should probably order mine i did not yet yeah you should probably order two as you would do and then <laughs> sell one later sell on, one later for, on for exorbitant prices so that's all the letters we had we made that a lot longer than it probably needed to be but that's the way we do it. You know, Dave, I'm thinking about no longer being a nice guy. <laughs> I can tell. Does this bode well for me at all or not? <laughs> no, yeah, it bodes very well for you. But there are certain individuals and organizations and things that I'm really kind of growing like, shh. Like I don't, I don't want to give them the time of day anymore. Well, it's called becoming a crotchety old man. You know, well, I mean, we've been doing this show for four years, and we get there are certain individuals and organizations that give us absolutely no acknowledgement whatsoever, no respect whatsoever, (laughs) no participation in any way whatsoever at all. Like they won't even. 
They won't even hang up on us. I mean, they don't answer the phone. They don't do. They don't do anything. And I'm. I'm just. I've had it up to here. I mean, look. Well, at me. are there certain people we should just ban from the conversation? Yes, and, we are going to. I am talk hanging, about our friends. Yes, I am hanging. And there a, are many. Uh, we have uh, many friends. A shroud of invisibility over these people. I'm not going to talk about and their organization. Is it like shunning them? Yep. I mean, you know, if you want to be on this show, we would love to have you on this show, but make an effort. I'm not trolling anymore for for <laughs> hard-to-catch fish. I mean, it's stupid. You want to be on the show? Call us. I'm not going to okay. call people anymore. I'm not going to email people anymore. You know where to find us. You want to be part of a very big, fun, interesting way to talk about Advanced Squad Leader. Here we are, baby. You want to do the same old stuff? And we do have several people. We do. We've got a lot of great people. We've got a lot of of great listeners, and we've got a lot of great people that participate in the show. And the rest of you, (laughs) get on board, or this ship is sailing. That's all I'm saying. Okay, if you're going to leave this in when you edit. Yes, I'm going to leave this in. And you I, I people say, know who you are. And, and we know that in our, if you've contacted us in the last two years about being interviewed, um, like the designer of uh, Korea, I believe. Yeah. I'm sorry, we don't, Cirillo, or, we, yeah. or you're the other one. Or, but yeah, I'm but, sorry, no disrespect. Right. Um, but we have them all lined up. We're just going to yes. plan ahead and get you guys in. Right. Um, and the people who do the call-in contests, we appreciate that. Oh, yeah. I I appreciate all of those people. I'm just saying the people that make no effort. Our donors. The people that make no effort are out. The people we keep going to and saying, hey, you want to do this? Hey, you want to do that? And they don't even say yes. You know what? Some other time. They just say no. <laughs> well, maybe they don't. Okay, so there you go. You've got my ire. Up. And I will... I would like to encourage to Ireland. everyone to call in. So what we're going to do Everybody, is, yeah. we're going to do this. Okay, this is a good transition. We're going to from our our little you cheer me up, our little down down day, <laughs> our little Debbie Downer day. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not down. I just, you know what? I've well, got I get this microphone. I mean, I've got all this power. It's time to exercise <laughs> and flex a little bit. Well, here. I think that there some people don't believe that's beneficial. I'm not sure why, because there's be tons it. of listeners and there's tons of people there's tons of listeners. getting into this. Look and... at this. We got somebody the other day, okay? Oh, you put something up on eBay. Uh-huh. All right? And somebody wrote in, and apparently asked you a question, apparently. I don't even know the details on this, but apparently asked you a question, and you wrote back and said something about the product and also said, you know, we're the two half squads and we do this podcast. And he wrote back and he said, oh, my gosh, I didn't know there was such a thing. I didn't know anybody played this game anymore. And I'm getting back into it. You, you guys got me all pumped up. I mean, you know, yeah, we're he bringing was, people he was into the hobby. to find that there was a source to go to to even listen to talk about yeah. the hobby. And we get tons of letters of people starting and getting into starting the starting and getting in, and tons, tons, and and people listen to the show that don't even play ASL. But I mean, at least they're they're talking about it. They're thinking about it. We're reaching people that we, yeah, lots of gamers. Some of the, I think some of the shows are like a little way way up there in hits to the four five hundred people that immediately download yeah. the show. But then let's have a different. You know contest. what? Let's have let's everybody gather your your rakes and your uh, your hoes and torches, <laughs> and let's get a let's get let's march on the and burn the our castle. burn the box let's, art. Yeah, let's march on the castle and demand some. You know, we're getting like 
taxation without re- not it's not exactly taxation without representation but you get the you get the drift well here so one way people could more people <laughs> would be willing to call us is if we had easier contests jeff yeah. <laughs> now the current we, one the current one's pretty easy current one we're just going to end it now with no announcement okay does that sound fair yeah that's fine um, we've had some very good call ins too yeah. some of those yeah. You know you've been playing too may, too much ASL. We've had some really funny A lot ones. of ones like yeah. this. Good afternoon, guys. It's Dennis. You know you've played too much ASL when you refer to your mother-in-law as a 4 plus 3 meter. See, Dennis just called in and, and contributed. So easy. It's so easy. You don't have to and, be Shakespeare to And call it's him. a similar idea that one of the other callers used. Yeah, you know? It doesn't have to be groundbreaking humor. Yeah. You can... And it's so thank you, Dennis. Yeah, great. Call in. What else you got? Oh, well, we have another another okay, call another like one. this. Hi, guys. This is Dennis again. You know, you know you've played too much squad leader when you refer to your flatulence as your not fair title going <laughs> yeah. So, see, Dennis contributed again. Nice work, Dennis. Or there's this call. Hi, guys. It's Dennis again. You know, you've played too much ASL when you watch war movies and you assign leadership ratings to the characters. For example, Lee Marvin, Sergeant Steiner in Cross of Iron is definitely a 9-1. See? Absolutely. Hi, guys. It's Dennis again. You know, we've... <sighs> it's not Dennis again, but he called three times. He did, and I don't think it was Lee Marvin, actually. It was, uh, uh, it was of course, uh, James Coburn. Oh, and Lee Marvin was the one in uh, Dirty Dozen. He was in the Dirty Dozen and the Big Red One. Mm, mm -hmm. Or as Johnny Carson called it, the Big Red One. (laughs) (laughs) So it's easy. Call in. You know, we need more people to call in. And I think that illustrates the point, the same people contributing. So the problem, Jeff, was the contest contest. was too creative. Too creative. Pressure to be funny. Pressure to be entertaining. That's hard pressure. Yeah. Come on, a songwriting contest? Are you people serious? You have a songwriting contest? We that, had a lot of good. Yeah, but half the people yeah, can't write a, a song. People, yeah. All right, so I think we should do a new contest. An easy contest. Call in contest. And tell us your name. Tell us your name, and then. No, just... I meant just tell us your name. Yeah. <laughs> or is that too easy? That might be too hard for some people. <laughs> those people, those people I'm talking about that never call us. <laughs> that might be too hard. Might be too hard. <laughs> You know what? How about this? Call in and and pick a number between one and three, and that's it. Just give <laughs> okay. us give us your name and pick a number between one and three. That may be too easy. Also, oh. all right. I was thinking, how about tell us your favorite nationality you want to play? You like to play in ASL. Great. Easy. You know, and you could give us reasons why. Yeah, for those people who like a bigger challenge, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I like playing this nationality because of this. Or you could just call up and say, "I like playing the Finns." Yeah, I don't have a reason. I just like the Finns. Nothing wrong with that, right? Is that okay? Yeah, and we could enter them in a contest to win stuff. Yeah, free stuff. Free stuff donated by our friends. Yeah, of our friends, not donated by those other, other companies people and people com- yep. who donate nothing. Donate and not even, you know, 
can I get back on my box? I'm not asking I, for donations. Now I'm getting on the box. I, I'm oh, not I'm asking for now them to I'm, donate. I'm, I just want them to talk I'm, to us. I'm talking about donations. How come some of the people are carrying all the load and supporting the show? Oh, yeah. And how come some of the other people are making all the contributions? I don't know, but I've had <sighs> it up to here, and you can see where I'm holding my hand. I've had it up to here. Well, that could be higher, but... <laughs> And we're not going to take it anymore. <laughs> but we are going to keep playing ASL, and we're going to so keep we want doing this show. All of you to go to your windows yeah. right now. Yes. Oh, and, open yeah. Them up. And sh- yeah. And shout into the street. Yes. I actually do have another contest idea. Yeah. Is there an easier one? No. This one's my harder. Okay. Well, get it out there. <laughs> uh, call in and give us your funny victory conditions. Pick us. Pick a. F- you don't have to tell us a scenario or anything. Just call in and give us a. F- Funny victory condition that you that you would like to see. All right, are we? Or you just think it's funny? Do you have an example, Mister Smarty Creator? <laughs> well, of course I do, Mister Anger Management Problem. <clears throat> Mister, do I have an example? No, but I'll think of one. <laughs> it's not me. It's All not right. up to me to think of the of the answers. Just the question. So. How can we run this kind of just put all of the people who enter together, regardless of creativity? Yeah. Or do you want to have two separate call in contests? Just put them all together. Let's just put them all together. So, anyone that calls in, what we want, we just want you to call from episode 72. Yeah. Is that what this is? 72. Through whatever. We don't have an end date, but the other contest is now over. Yeah. No more calling in and telling us, you know, you play too too much ASL win. Right. Next show, we'll pull the winners. Yeah. For that contest. Yes. I'll put that on our list of to-do lists. Good. They're going to get great prizes. Dinner for two, stuff like that. <laughs> well, not quite that great. <laughs> but there's ASL prizes, and there's wonderful yeah. book prizes. We have books. All and kinds got of All kinds of goodies. Yeah. So, okay. <clears throat> I, I'm going to be nice for the rest of the night. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, do you know, as a side note, yeah, um, Mr. Spilkey had played the ASL Open. Yeah. And he had found a list of things he wrote down that he had learned or had forgotten rules. Oh, and can, then... Can I go through and those? And then he forgot them and then got re-reminded when he was at the yeah. tournament. Yeah, or, I remember or they were new. It. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One was an armor fighting vehicle's main armament CMG, which is when the coaxial machine gun is the main armament of the vehicle. Yeah. Normally, can the machine uh, vehicle machine guns use sustained fire? No. They don't get intensive fire. You just fire them once. But they can use sustained fire if the CMG is the main armament of the vehicle. Ah. Not when it's a sidearm. Like, you know, the, if it has a main armament gun. Right. And a CMG and, and a BMG, bow and coax. Yeah. It can't use them with sustained fire. Ah, uh, yeah. But if it mm-hmm. is the main armament, it may. And I don't think I knew that either. And he says, thanks to Mr. Holmstrom, who taught him that in the tournament. Ah, uh, yes. He learned that a Japanese 447 can voluntarily break into two broken half squads. So, just something he didn't know. Wow, really? Why? Only the 447? Well, he, doesn't, oh, he probably doesn't well, say right there, does he? No, he doesn't. I didn't look it up, but... Let's call them. Normally, they can't. Um, he's our friend. And he said thanks to Wild Bill who taught him that. Um, 
a snake's close combat roll when you when you roll snakes in close combat mm-hmm. you get a leader creation roll right to create a leader yeah. out of that close combat right which i forget a lot there's two conditions that's the one i i sometimes forget myself but he noticed a finer detail that that die roll has a modifier of neg 1 for leader creation for each column less than 1 to 1 odds Mr. Banizik taught him that. Mm. So when you're fighting in a melee, right, a close combat, not a melee, a close combat, and the odds are less than one to one, or even less than that, one to two, or whatever the next one is, two to three, something, no, it would be worse than that. Each column down, minus one to that die roll on that leader creation, which ends up being good for you. And... He learned that an armored fighting vehicle may fire off a smoke mortar just before an overrun. Something I never think to do. He says, thanks, Hmm. Mr. Richardson, for teaching him that. And a DM squad can leave a minefield and survivors will route onward or backward. Oh, I guess he's saying uh, when the DM squad leaves a minefield, they could go either direction. They don't have to go just backwards when they route. Mr. Tormier, Tournemier, the French gentleman taught him that. Yeah. So a few of the finer points of ASL for you. And if you're a beginner player, just ignore the fact we even said any of that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that complicated. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You no. can just, just forget play. that neg one when you do your leader creation. Who cares? Yeah. Forget to even roll the leader creation after the close combat snake eyes. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Just do the combat. Yeah. Win or, win or not. Great. And if you order the scenario and it doesn't come with dice, you don't need dice. Just play. Yeah. Well, those are good things. I mean, there is so much of that. Uh, and it is one of the things that makes the game very intriguing and fun is the the stuff, you know, you can play a certain way for a long time. And it actually is fun. You play a certain way for a long time and then you learn some new little nuance. And uh, start incorporating it. Yeah. Yeah. Play. You're uh, always learning. How to play. Always yeah, learning how to I think play, I am. Which always kind of makes it fun. When you go to tournaments, you should play with the official rules, of course. Of course. And how are our auctions going, Jeff? Well, the auctions are going very well. We've had a number of auctions here on the show, and then we've had some stuff on eBay. And um, and currently we have Paratrooper nice. up, but that's going to be over by the time you people hear this. Yeah, it ends July so. 6th. Yeah. And it looks like that might go for 45 So thank you again to that donator yeah donor purchaser the donor uh, we also then have did you fill out your donor card on your driver's my, license <laughs> actually if something should happen to me i want my squad leader to go to well it didn't include that but and we also had the on all fronts issues 40 to 49 that's good till july 25th so you'll be able to hear the show and then email us a bid for that also mm-hmm. the on all fronts and on eBay, you won't have a chance to get these. We put these solely on eBay, issues 50 to 59 of On Off Fronts. Mm-hmm. The magazine, the magazine, um, fan magazine that came out in the... 87. Yeah. 80s and 90s. 1987. And this one issue, issue 59, mm-hmm. I thought was interesting as I read this through this gently before we, uh, we put them up, before they are... I send them off in the mail next week. Uh, it's a part. It's a thing called partisan leader, and the whole issue on this one is 
He has Partisans by M. Balsai. Uh, that's an article. And it's, the whole thing is really a game. It becomes a game. See. Well, what do you mean? Uh, like a campaign game. Oh. So we ran this as a series. He has a page here that talks about the game's special rules apply to both players, night rules, environmental conditions, and the Germans have a convoy. Who's got time for that? To write this kind of thing? Nah, to yeah. play it, do it, anything. <laughs> you know what? I just figured out I'm, I'm cranky today. You are just cranky. I'm just cranky. Yes, you okay. are. So I will continue to be cranky. Crotchety old man syndrome. <laughs> yes, I am. Yep. It's great. It's liberating. You're free to say whatever you like to people. <laughs> That's right. Maybe it's the hams. Hams makes you... Hams, the beer, beer that makes you crotchety. The beer refreshing. Hams, the beer refreshing. Mm-hmm. Hams. And the German SSRs, during night or twilight, they may use star shells. I don't really slots. get what you're talking about, how it becomes a game, so I'll because have to buy this. I'm you'll have, have to, to bid. It. I have to bid for, for this. From us. The partisans are trying to stop this convoy from passing through the board. So the mm-hmm. Germans have a convoy of vehicles and some light armored vehicles with it and infantry, and they he's got squad generation tables for each like new game and the start of a game and for uh, roadblocks, fortification tables to roll on, support weapons to roll on, and the Germans have to... There's the page with the board setups that Jeff can see now. There's seven scenarios. Oh my god. So when you get through this scenario and you exit your convoy, yeah. That's the game. And then you add up points. He's got a point system here for victory conditions, for casualties and so on. And who won gets points and etc. you know. And then you go to the next game. Scenario 2, different boards, the convoy continues across. Oh my god. So gosh. it's traveling all the way and the partisans all the way are trying to stop it in various different ways. Holy so. cow. Just thought it was a really neat idea. That's an you know? amazing. Am I the only person that thinks this stuff is amazing? No, Somebody, it is amazing. I mean, that's an amazing bit yeah. of work there. Yeah, here's your convoy. Convoy point values assigned, victory points schedule added in. So this whole wow. issue, I was wondering if anyone out there has played it. That is, that is really cool. Partisan leader. Well, we'd like to know anybody. Uh, all of our, all of our many, many wonderful listeners. <laughs> We're not going to ask anybody that's not a listener because those people are on my list. So I think it's more of a grog nerd thing. If you've been playing yeah. back when it first came out, I'd love to know. You Somebody might have played, played the Partisan Leader yeah, but series. That, was, that looks like a lot of fun. And that's in great condition. That's going on auction with the other. It's going to be gone by the time you hear yeah. this on yeah. eBay. It's Somebody's going to be eBay. playing that, and then they'll report in. Yep. The only issue is very you can cool. get 40 to 49, but that bid is very, very high right now. Yeah. And we also think that person. Yeah. So, update on the contest, update on the auction, which I think is the last auction, isn't it? I think, think so, yeah. Very well could be. Yeah. Um, there's some old squad leader items left. We're going to bulk sale them. Yeah. Uh, let's just make this announcement. If you're really interested in a big bulk sale of several games. It's like 20 pounds of squad leader. <laughs> it's of the original game. There may be one of each in there or close to it. We're not going to be sorting counters. We're either going to no. bulk sale it up on eBay or... I mean, we're pretty... We're reasonably sure... That it's pretty darn complete. Yeah. You know, we can't guarantee it's absolutely complete because, I mean, everything else that we got from Bill Cobble, everything he donated was in, you know, very good shape, pretty well organized, um, you know, to some extent. Yeah. And, and, and we, stuff in bags, it's hard to 
to yeah. count count it yeah. all up unless you're keeping it and putting it in your own uh, tray. But again, thank you, Bill. That is an amazing uh, uh, contribution yeah. you made to Great us. Contribution. So um, yeah, so we got this big box and we're going to sell it somehow. Yeah, and again, if you're really interested in snagging this big thing, you can email us personally. I won't put it on eBay for at least maybe a week or two, I would think. Yeah, and why don't if, we say maybe August, in the fall August we'll do 1st. it in the fall local game local game store sale. Yeah, our local game store has a great auction in the fall and, and in the spring, so we might it might, might end do up it there in the fall there, but all right. And we'd like to thank Hams for sending that along. They decided they wanted to participate in the show. Now thank you. Good sports. That's, that was quick. Yep. Too response to Jeff's yeah. Jeff's please. And yeah. And for those of you that grew up in the Midwest, because I think Hams was probably a Midwest beer. Because it comes from the land of sky blue waters, and we all know that that's the Midwest of the United States, right? Minnesota, isn't it exactly? Well, probably, I think. Anyway, uh, so for those of you that grew up in the Midwest, I thought you'd like that. For those of you that grew up somewhere else, yeah, we're sorry. We're sorry. That probably meant nothing to you. Tonight we're going to talk about rules. When are you going to? specifically rules about dc demolition charges demolition charges yes which um you know i think what they're talking about here is the same as so uh, what they call satchel charges yeah yeah which were not just a bundle of grenades no it's basically a bag um a specifically designed uh, like a canvas bag i think in world war ii they were canvas bags i don't think they were polyester probably a canvas <laughs> bag with like um Eight pounds of uh, TNT, some detonators of some kind. Usually, the you, you, wire, you, yeah, and, and you pump thing like a like no, a tire I think pump. You, you pump it down. No, I don't think so. I think you pull oh, you it, twist pull it, the handle on it, or, it or twist, twist it, it. Yeah, yeah, and then throw it or place it. Or, yeah, great scene in the movie something. Stalingrad where this they run up to the building and place a DC. Well, it's in probably a lot of films, yeah. but there's a good scene in Stalingrad. Yeah. And there are many times when I'm carrying a backpack, um, you know, like as a bus is going by or something, I want to throw it through the window. I want to throw my backpack through the window. Like throwing a demolition charge. Yeah, but I never do that, and it's probably best. Otherwise, I'd be in jail. Especially at the school bus. So we're going to talk about the rules. So DC is a support weapon. So treat it as a support weapon, and, and a lot of the support weapon type rules kind of apply to it. Think about it. Um, it uh, when you uh, use it, basically it it's thirty firepower, when which it is blows up when it blows up, which is pretty powerful, pretty good stuff. Um, it is because of the 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 way it works, the way an explosion like that works. It is not modified by um, any any kind of firepower modifiers when you're using it. So when you're throwing it, there's no final protective fire with it or triple point blank fire because you're using it in a hex against somebody else um it's it's actually detonated you use it in the movement phase and then it's detonated in the advanced fire phase so you place it in the movement phase detonate it in advanced fire phase um 
there aren't any area fire effects with it when you use it. However, it is affected by concealment, the targets that you're using it against. If they're concealed, obviously they're going to have they're going to it has some fire power. Yep. Yeah, which I always wondered about, like. If you're just sticking it up by the building and it's blowing up the building, yeah, you're not aiming it at anyone. But actually, probably when you place it, you might be aiming it at people. If you don't, you know, if you see them shooting out of the windows, you could place it by those windows, right? And if they're concealed and you're not sure which windows they're by, then you might place it slightly off the wrong windows. It would be window. less effective, right? Think of it that way. Yeah, when it detonates and it detonates in the advanced fire phase. It doesn't combine with any other firepower. It just goes by itself. So um, the terrain effect modifiers do apply. So they, if you're throwing yeah. it into a, a stone building, there's going to be a plus three modifier when it detonates. Wooden building, plus two modifier. Um, there's no leader modifications for it, which is too bad. Yeah, I don't think he's but always doesn't make, helping yeah, it him. Play. Yeah, he yeah. can't try to direct the fire. Guys go in and place it. Yeah. Now, I knew those basic rules about it. The, the one thing I didn't remember about uh, DC is the break numbers on it change. Oh. When you're, when you're using a, an elite squad, the, the break number, what? detonation number, is 12. Yeah, 12 it malfunctions, doesn't go off. Right. Boxcars. Right. If it's a non-elite squad, oh. it goes down to 10. Oh, well, non-qualified use, I suppose. I guess that you would consider that. Okay. Yeah. Well, typically, I always give them to the elites. I thought the rule was kind of like only they could use them. So you're no. saying other Others can use can... it. And I think that's because, uh, you know, just from what little I read about these, that generally the demolition charges were employed by combat, uh, by uh, engineers. Engineers, yeah. And they wanted to make them probably more prevalent throughout the game of ASL. So they do distribute them, and they are distributed pretty well in scenarios. You see it quite a bit. But the elite... There's usually some elites with the, with yeah. the group. It uh, could be that they, of course, break or die, and then someone else has to try and pick it up to try it. Right. Too. Now, if, you, if you're using a captured DC, then uh, it's... Minus two more to the breakdown? That's number? right. Not well, it's minus two. Captured use. If it's non-elite and captured, then it's... Minus four. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Right. So the breakdown number goes down to uh, eight. Eight, nine, ten, 12. Eight, <laughs> nine, <laughs> ten, four. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing fine. You notice how I'm making this a quiz show. Yeah. I yeah. can't help but but see if I actually like can remember that. all the rules. Yeah, you're good. Well, I'm trying to see if I can remember them. So it's placed during the movement phase. And... The placing unit, well, the way it works is a placing unit will run up to a hex and put the demolition charge into oh, an adjacent, an adjacent hex. hex. Correct, but he stays in his hex. But he stays in his location. Yeah, he's not advancing in, right. in close combat. Yeah, he doesn't actually go into that hex right. where that other squad or whatever it is is. So he stays in his hex, and but he but in placing it, he expends the same number of movement he would as if he were going into that hex. So if he's throwing it or placing it in, or if he's placing it in a building, he's going to go two movement factors to that's place right. it there. That's right. So he moves up adjacent to it, two movement factors to put it in there, and of course he takes all of those. People can take fire opportunities against him. The uh, the enemy can take fire opportunities against him as, as if he expended two movement factors. So they would get two chances to shoot at him. 
know, yeah. first fire in a subsequent. And that's where it does get hard to get in there. And mm-hmm. we were hoping to have Bob back for the show, as we promised. Well, we didn't promise last show, but suggested Bob would return for the DCs. And off the air, he said, well, I'm not so sure how much I could add to that. My guys carrying my DCs always uh, break going in. Yeah. Or the thing blows up and doesn't really do anything. Right. So, <laughs> but that's a side yeah. note. Well, and I've noticed that too. I I love the idea of the DC, and it's like I, I just want to use it so bad, but mm-hmm. it is a bit challenging. Yeah, but it seems so cool to get a thirty oh, shot. Oh, it's so cool when you finally make one. So units running up, they've got the DC. Can they still place that DC if they get pinned? No, they would have to stop all further expenditures, movement point expenditures. Correct. And, of course, can they place the DC if they have fired during that phase? During No, they would have any had to phase? prep. Right. So they couldn't move. That, in which case, they couldn't move. That's right. If a target location contains an AFV, what does the placing unit have to do? And we'll talk more about AFVs in a minute. But what do they have to do in order to place a DC into a hex with an AFV? Oh, I suppose they'd have to take a patsy. That is correct. P-A-A-T-C check. Otherwise known as the uh, test of manhood. <laughs> check. Yeah, they do have to take a, a patsy check. And not only that, but if they're if they're going to target an AFV as, as the point of their placing the charge, do they have to do something special? I mean, they're going to put it in that hex. Oh. If their hex has, has, let's say the hex, let's say it's an open ground hex and there's an AFV in there. And two squads. Do they have to roll to see where they place it on the vehicle? They do have to do that. And and before even that. No, I don't know. They have to specifically say what they're targeting. Oh. You have to specifically say, I'm, I'm going to be placing this. I'm going to target the vehicle. Okay. Or I'm going to roll the, uh, roll the effects just on, on the squad. Okay, right. Yeah. Because it could be a different table to That's roll right. on. Yeah. So can a berserk unit, assuming he passes all of these, you know, people firing on him, first firing, subsequent firing as he gets up there, if if he's gone berserk or if he was berserk from the beginning, can he place a DC? I'm going to guess yes. You are correct. All right. Ding, ding, ding. We don't have a bell. Um, once you place the DC... What's a good idea? What is it a good idea to do? Run away. Yes, yes, that's my favorite part. <laughs> you run away. Assuming you have some moving factors left, run away. But the explosion can't hurt you in your own hex because it's adjacent. Still. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you run up in the middle of a street, you place the DC. You don't want to just stand there in the street. Obviously, you want to continue out. So maybe you run out into the street, place a DC in a building, and then run back into cover. Cover. Well, if you've unless you want to follow that explosion up by leaping into close combat and melee. No, oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know if that I have to think about that one. So and here's a little tip now. If well let me let me say this. Let's say what if you have to go CX in order to get up to that building? To place, what's going to happen to you? Oh, 
Um, is that going to put a modifier on the effects roll? It actually is. It's going to add a it plus does. one to the effect. So okay. if you're four hexes, uh, or if you're hexes away, and you're going to have to go CX in order to have enough movement factors to go up place and place it. that DC, then it is going to have an effect when you when that detonates. It's going to add another plus. See, that's probably something I play wrong and don't even yeah. sweat it. But one tip that that you can do is, you can run up without, you know, assuming you can lay this out correctly, you can run up to a building, place the DC, then declare a late CX and pick up an extra movement point in order to move away. Oh, okay. And if mm-hmm. you do that by create by oh because by you calling placed for late it. CX, you placed it before you were CX, oh. so you don't get the CX modifier okay. when it explodes. All right. So good one to keep in mind. When it's time to detonate, which is my favorite thing, mm-hmm. we just, just said you had a plus one if it's CX. You have to wait to the advanced fire phase to actually use it. And I always have a hard time with that. I want it to go right away. During the movement <laughs> yeah, phase. During the movement phase. Yeah. And you know what? If you want to modify the to rules up, to do then. that, why not? <laughs> We're not going to stop you. But then you still have to roll, you know, to see if it's going to detonate. And we talked about those break numbers. That's where those come into into play so you must roll and if you roll a 12 it's a dud unless you're inexperienced then you need to roll uh 10 or under correct or and captured in an experience is eight the eight or under okay so let's say we're going up an, an going up against an afv we already said you have to declare that the afv is the target then you need to make another roll when once you place it and that determines where the explosion is going to take place on the so, vehicle on the vehicle like the, the vulnerable part or the hard part right or whatever. right yeah so fortunately there's a little chart a little something we like to call if you look on your blue charts chart pages uh c7.346 dc placement versus afv die roll and oh, they got charts for everything which is great because you don't have to look it up in the book yeah so there's some modifiers here. For instance, that the AFV is motion, in motion or non-stop. That would be worse for you. Yes. Or if it's concealed target, there's a worse. die roll modifier of... Plus two, I'm going to bet. Gosh, okay. You're darn good. If the DC is thrown, which you're going to be talking about in a minute, what is the modifier for thrown? Against the vehicle? Against a vehicle. Yikes. Uh, I'm going to guess two plus two. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Unit is CX. We already talked about that. That's Plus one. Plus one. Mm-hmm. If the AFV is crew exposed. Oh, that's better for me because I can blow up the guys sticking their heads out of the tank. Yeah. Okay. But it's a... Neg one or two. I'm going to give it to you anyway, even though it's a plus one and you were totally wrong. Oh, well, wait, but yeah. The, plus you know. <laughs> is worse, right? Because it is plus still is worse. worse. It, is, yeah. it, it is still worse. That No, that's better for you. Yeah. No wait, you want negatives. You want negatives. Yeah. You want those lower numbers. It's a plus one if it's crew exposed. Now so and I I kind of thought yeah, I thought that was interesting. (laughs) Maybe it's because they can throw it back. Placement die roll. Oh, maybe the guys sticking their heads out are shooting at you. Making it more difficult. Well, if they were shooting at you, they would have been shooting at you during your movement phase and Yeah. But I'm going to go now, with... Now, this is... Now, look at the title of this chart. Placement. This is the this is the 
placement versus an AFP. So maybe it's harder to place. Because they're crew because exposed. Because they're crew exposed. I think so. I think they're that shooting pistols at you. Yeah, I'm or shouting at you. you. Stop yeah. that. Get away from the tank. Yeah, get away what are you from doing my back Nefertiti. there? I'm going to show you my Nefertiti Gungusquatha. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> if it's thrown, if you're throwing the DC, which you're going to be covering in just a minute, there's a modifier. Oh, we did that one. Plus two. Uh, it's plus one. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, if thrown in the advance fire phase, not as opportunity fire. Uh, this oh, one, yeah, okay. no, we'll go with it. We'll just go with we'll it. Go, we'll go with it. Yeah, I forgot to look that one up. I, I'd made a note about that one. If the vehicle is immobile or open top. Okay, I'm thinking better. So that makes it negative. Yes. Neg two. Finally, yes. Neg two for each. Each one. Yeah. So if it's immobile... And open top. And open top. You just run up there, throw this. Oh, I love that. Throw yeah, that right throw inside, right in over the side of the half track. Yep. Right in there is all those men in there just waiting to. That surprised look they have on their faces when that thing and plops in there. Throw it back at you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They should have that. They it should, it, it they is should. in here. It's in mine. Oh, they do. In a, in a, in a, in a way. It's oh, like, really? I, didn't, I did not know that. I'm looking forward to that. I didn't read that far. Now, there's also some uh, elevation advantages. So if you're throwing down onto a vehicle from an upstairs location or That's a higher better, location. better because I think yes. the armor's thinner on top and stuff like that. Yeah. So it would be a neg one? Yeah, neg one or Ooh. a neg two, depending on what floor you're on. Okay. So all of those things add up, and then you, you include those with your die roll, add your modifiers, and then if you roll, uh, if your ending result is five or under, then you use the same as the aerial AF. Armor factor, factor, which is better. Which is better. It's weaker, right? Yes, it's thinner that way. If you get a six uh, or a six through eight, use the standard armor factor on the vehicle. Well, front or side? Because or? remember, there's that. Oh, maybe from the direction you're placing it. Right. So the last bit here to remember, and I'm just going to read this a DC placed or thrown from within the same hex as an AFV. Like it overruns you or... or I would, right? I would yeah. guess, yeah, if it overruns you. Uh, attacks the rear target facing of the AFV, so use the rear so target So that's good for you if armor. you can survive a patsy when it comes in. And yes. It's whatever it's... Yeah. Otherwise, the target facing of the AFV is based on the hex side through which the DC was placed or thrown. So okay. if you're running straight in through the front, then use the front armor. Yeah, that's worse, usually. Even if the AFE changes its covered arc prior to detonation, you still use the, the AF that was when you threw it. Okay. The AF was facing you, uh, the armor that was facing the armor you when AF, you threw it. Armor yep. yep. So, and then when you, when you actually detonate the armor, you go over to the old HE and flame to kill table, which is C7.34, mm-hmm. and there is its own column for DC, which is easy enough. And the basic to kill number for a DC on an armored target is. See if Dave knows this oh, one. Oh, I just did the kill tables on the other show. Um, I have no idea. It's sixteen. Okay. Which is very respectable. And an unarmored target. You oh, use, use the, the unarmored the, target line right, off the thirty the firepower. IFT. Yes. Okay. Right on the IFT. So. That's basically it. It's actually not that complicated. <laughs> no, it isn't. 
till you read all the fine print. Yes, yes. Which you don't have to read. Yeah. No, you don't have to. <laughs> Do what you want. So you've covered, you've got a couple of things to cover. I have with, thrown uh, and DC. set DCs. Okay. Very much in a quiz show format. Mm-hmm. And so instead of placing them as Jeffrey has talked about, when you throw a DC, well, okay, which means that a vehicle rides by you, you toss that thing adjacent. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as placing that DC on the tank. Right, that's why there was a modifier. Use that same chart, but it had that right. thrown modifier, so it's harder to get a good result. Right? Well, in the case of if you're if you're using it during the movement phase, you're placing it. With, could could I be right in that? Yes. And if you're using it in some defensive other phase, fire like phase. defensive fire or something, you're throwing it. Yes. Okay. Correct, unless it's set. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, this rule I discovered when I was playing Chris Walters. Mm-hmm. Never forget it, and I'm. Riding by him in a tank, and he's like, "Got a DC," and he's like, "Well, can I just throw this thing at you?" And I thought, "No, you have to place it." And yeah. I thought, "Oh wait, yeah, there are rules for throwing DCs." And boom, we went in and read the four paragraphs. Took us fifteen minutes, whatever, but yeah. it was worth it because it yeah. was cool. And he actually yeah, blew cool. it up. Oh, he did. Oh, yes, even though you were in motion, in motion, wow, thrown. He just rolled low and low, and bingo. Yeah, it was great. It Kaboom. actually was great. I mean, yeah. I thought it was great, too. Kaboom. Um, so would it then count as use of a support weapon if you throw it? Well, oh, oh, that's a good question. I'm going to say no. Wrong. Okay, good. I like to be wrong. I like to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, throwing it would just be like firing a light machine gun. Okay. So you can fire, right, two light machine guns and use your own inherent firepower. Yes. So then you could do a... Throw a DC and then use your inherent firepower. You can, okay. Or throw two, I guess, if you had them, and then lose your inherent firepower because you can't do two weapons and your firepower. Okay, okay. Can it be thrown two hexes away, Jeff, or three? If you had one of those, like, rubber band, those big rubber band things <laughs> Correct. for slinging. But yes. no, I would say no. Or a catapult. It can yeah. go. Yeah, a catapult. Yeah, no, it has to be thrown adjacent only. Yeah, because remember the hexes are... 40 meters? Yeah. I can't remember. Yep, that is like correct. That. I so think, you, can, I you can't so. throw that far. Can you throw it? Oh, I'm sorry. Does down, the target down. have to be in line of sight? Yes. So if I have a bocage, I can't toss, I can't see through it. Well, I could see through it. I can't think of a good example right now. Yeah, you, if you don't have line of sight, you cannot. Cannot throw it at the You thing. cannot throw it. Yeah, you got to see it to aim. Yeah. Right? Right. Can you throw it down to the I mean, next? That, that's the same as if you're moving, whatever. You could run up to a hex, not have line of sight into the hex, and, yeah. Can but, it be thrown down a level through a stairs? Oh, my, yeah, I would you know. think so. I would think so, yeah. 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 And can it be thrown, oh, down a level, the answer is yes. I would think there'd be some, now, um, some risk to that. Lest you cause rubble in the building, and that does come into play. Yeah, anytime you're detonating a DC, yeah. there's a chance for rubbling. Rubble or or flame. Uh, there I are think things so. to Correct. think about. Yeah, yeah. Now, what you can do? So, a little tactical tip mm-hmm. I wrote over here on the side. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing I saw done in a uh, 
Bill Cobble donated those magazines. I think mm-hmm. you kept a couple of those yes. issues of whatever. Right. Or I was rereading. Critical hit. Yeah, it was that or, or it was, um, yeah. Playboy? He, no, he no, no. Yeah, it was he one of those. those too. <laughs> and the person doing a replay had went hit initial placement up a level Okay. with the DC. Yeah. So you're in an important hex, like the person has to take that hex to yeah. win, mm-hmm. victory hex, or important hex, you toss it on the units outside. You even have a squad under you that then uses first fire and subsequent fire, etc., and then you throw it if that doesn't work. So the guy charges into this final hex he needs, or important hex, mm-hmm. gets shot at from dudes on the ground level as yeah. he comes adjacent, final fire, and then... No concept. There's a hidden squad up above, half squad even, with a DC. Toss it out the window. Yeah. Hit that hex again. Kaboom. So imagine if you broke them all when they charged adjacent. Yeah. And then a DC appears in the final fire phase down upon them when they're already broken. Could pretty well finish the game for you there. Great tactic. Um, And I believe Bob Holmstrom used that in one of our replays too. Now, um, it's safe for you if you're you can be up in the same hex multiple levels up so let's say you're on the third level in the hex you can drop it straight down and you're safe it's so far down right it, it, there's no way it's going to be thrown back at you we'll get into that okay in a minute yeah. um, unless you do what you already mentioned it unless you rubble oh yes unless you rubble your building yeah, then it's a problem for yeah, you up even say. on the third level. Yeah. So. But if you throw it outside, but you're you kind don't of rubble like, your building. But it's still in your hex. Now, you can throw it adjacent, or you can drop it down. And right. I drew a little diagram. Yeah. Is that, ah, you can do this. See? Yeah. See this little drawing? That is a small drawing, Dave. <laughs> you, I drew a stick person three oh, levels up. My God, And man. he's throwing the DC, oh, yes, the DC yes, down. Okay. Yes. And it's kind of curving back into his own building, right? Right. So you could do that, and it would hit the guys below you, or you can throw it adjacent. That was what I learned. <laughs> you could throw it down those levels into your own hex, and it'll hit the people on the ground level. But they so get you the can plus throw three. it down two flights of stairs? Um, yeah, well, no, he's throwing it outside the building. Oh, so he can throw it outside, but still... It- and it can land uh, in your hacks against the still wall in your lo- and blow up the ground level with the pluses. Okay, but it blows up outside the building. Yeah, they would get the but, pluses, correct. Oh, they still get they the get pluses. They get the plus threes, yeah, right, right. They would anyway. Mm, yeah, okay. or you can throw it adjacent outside, which is like the guys coming next to the building yeah. we talked about already. Right. Okay. Yeah, there's a little trick yeah, for you. Cool. I kind of learned that. If he's non-good order, can he use one? No. No. Except berserk, as right. you already covered. Yeah. Can you throw it in the prep fire phase? Ah, um, yes. I'm you gonna can. say yes. Yeah. In the advancing fire phase, it detonates. And uh, you can you, can and, you oh can you use it in the advancing throw fire it phase? Can you throw then. it in the advancing fire phase? Yeah, you moved adjacent. You didn't get to place it. Right. What the hell? We'll toss it in now. Right. Yeah. You may. Uh, defensive first fire phase. Yes. So the tank's coming at you, goes right. by you. Throw you it. Throw it. Subsequent first fire phase. I've already shot somewhere else. I'm no. out with first fire. Because if you fired your weapon, you cannot. 
you cannot, you cannot do, do it. DC. Right. right. Which I thought was a bit restrictive, but... Well, that kind of makes sense. You know, you're firing your weapons, then you'd have to switch to, to yeah, using Yeah, I guess so, to concentrate on this yeah. weapon that requires several people in your unit to use. Right. Um, is it... And then you can use it in final fire, yes, if you weren't already marked with a with a first fire. Right. By the yes. way. Sure. Uh, is it as accurate as a place DC to throw one? Is that as accurate? Ooh, let's see. <laughs> I would say, ooh, no. And here's where you get into the bonuses on mm. the penalties on the IFT results. It adds plus two to your attack resolution. So I throw it adjacent to the building. Yeah. It blows up. I add an extra plus two to um, that resolution. Plus three if I'm throwing it from a nonstop motion vehicle. So I'm on a vehicle. So you throw yeah, it from I mean, a nonstop just, motion I don't think vehicle I've ever seen this. into a building. Or just and it'll adjacent. Be plus six. I add, yes, because it's three and then three, three and for then the three. stone building that okay. would be. Right. And the thrower's location is also attacked. So I'm on the ground, not on a vehicle. I throw it adjacent to a building, mm-hmm. plus two for thrown, plus three for the stone building. Right. And I'm attacked at a plus three. Or a plus four if it's thrown from a nonstop motion vehicle. So he's getting blowed up. I'm getting blowed up. <laughs> yeah, well, that no good. That represents... The fact that they may be throwing it back at you. Okay. That, right. That makes That's sense. That's where throwing it's really dangerous. Yeah. Wow. That one I didn't know at all. Now, so then if I roll low, we're both KI'd, right? Mm-hmm. If I roll high, we're both okay. So that doesn't make sense, does it? So you use well, it unless it's you know, unless it's worth worth the risk. No, mm-hmm. no, it's you don't do it that way. It is different die rolls for each. Oh. So I throw it at him, plus two, roll low, boom, he's KI'd, and then I have to roll against myself at plus three. Average roll seven, eight, nine, ten on the 30. I don't know what that is, yeah. but it's not so bad. Maybe a one check or two check right? instead of a okay. KI. So you do roll separately for each group. That way it makes you, more sense. But you could conceivably roll, roll low on both twice. Or, or high. Uh, on both. High on him and low on yourself? Yes, you can. And that would kind of say, well, he threw it right back. He threw back. it right back. Yeah, He's okay. unaffected and you yeah. are. Okay. I think. Yeah. Um, can a DC be thrown to or placed in the same location occupied by the unit possessing it? Can I place it in my own hex? Oh, in your own hex. Throw it in my own hex. Hmm. I'm trying to think of when that would happen. It couldn't. Right. I mean, it so obviously let's say doesn't, it's prep obviously, fire. Are you going to throw it in your own hex? Well, no. Defensive first fire? I, I guess, you know, if you wanted to purposely rubble a building or, um, or flame a building, you mm-hmm. might do something like that. But can you is the question. Can you? Do the rules allow it? Um, I'm just going to say no. You're correct. Unless yeah. you're a certain nationality. Stereotypically... But with a great historical precedence. Siamese twins? <laughs> Close <laughs> on the Siamese part. Japanese? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Detonate to, it right in your own Willing to sacrifice themselves yes. in, in that case. And so you get the tank hunter hero. Yeah. 
with a DC runs in, blows himself up. Oh, a squad right, right, goes right. in, blows himself yeah. right up. Which is great historical precedence yeah. for that. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very interesting. Oh, or or you can do it in your own hex if the target is a vehicle in bypass. Okay. Not going to think more about that. It hurts my brain. But some kind of defensive first fire type yeah, vehicle. Well, it's, yeah, it's in bypass. It's a freeze so move. It would have to be in your hex. Right, that's the deadly vehicle freeze move against you. Right. You then can... Yeah, he won't be freezing the, you if you're if gonna you going to blow him up. With that. So, what's the placement cost in the movement factor? In movement factors, if you're going to place it in your own hex, uh, I'm going to guess it's just one. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I would have almost guessed the terrain type, but nope. You just place it there yeah. for a point. Does a DC thrown from an armor-fighting vehicle affect that armor-fighting vehicle you threw it off of? Um, no. No, but it can affect the vulnerable player's rider's crew, passenger's right. rider's crew, as we kind of talked about with the plus three thing. Yeah. Makes sense. And if it's thrown in the advance fire phase, thrown in the advance you fire. actually pay... An extra plus one to the IFT. I think that was on your yes chart. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless using op fire, right? Oh, right. You'd place op fire on yourself, and then right. there you go. Okay. And if it's thrown in the advanced fire phase, you pay an extra plus one to the position die roll, and that's the one you covered. Yeah. yeah. So it goes to the IFT and to the position die roll. It's less effective in the advanced fire phase. Yeah. That's what that says. Okay. All right, my last section is the very, very rare set DC. Have you ever seen one? I have never seen the set DC, so yeah. tell me. I'm, I'm eager. I've probably seen three, I'm three or four. Out of 1,100 um, games, uh, three or four. I, yeah, I bet. All right. Maybe, okay, let's say eight. But this is rule 23.7. It must be set prior to play by special scenario rule. Ah, okay. Or set during play. And then here's where it gets. So, yeah, before right. play, okay, I'm just going to write down, I set a DC here, and my men detonating it are over here. Right. And Or during play takes all your move. It's hazardous movement. Neg okay. two, again, when they shoot at you. Um, it's You make a die roll less than or equal to its usage size number. The use... Um, the, what is that U.S. number again? I think it's three if it's a squad, two if it's a half squad, and one if oh, it's a leader. Right. Is that that thing? I think that's right, yeah. yeah. And leaders, leadership does count if he's helping in this case. So when you're setting it, the leader can help you set it more effectively. Okay. Because you have all that time for him to be hanging around, doing nothing else, but yeah. helping you. Like, And he's saying, like, not that, not the red wire, the blue wire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you, can't be, you cannot be pinned or broken if you're going to do this either. And a set DC is detonated on which IFT column? 30 or 36? 36, I would say. Yes, it's, it's going to be more effective. Up. And when can you detonate this puppy? Um, so I said it before the game starts, so when do I get to detonate it? Well, was, it, was there an or in here? Before the game starts, or? Oh, during play by using all your All move. your movement. So you set it in your own hacks in this very precious building the enemy wants. Yeah. And then you kind of move away, and I'll get into that in a minute. Okay. To, to detonate it 
yeah. with one of those plunger thingies or turn thingies. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's not like throwing it, like, boom, set it and throw it. Okay. Uh, and what so was your question? when could I detonate it? Um, close, co- close combat phase. Nope, any fire friendly fire phase at all. Oh. So it's prep fire. Well, that fire. makes sense, of course. You've if moved using into this the building, it's yep. a hidden set DC or it's a visible set DC. Mm-hmm. For some reason, you feel you have to go in there. Yeah, prep, boom, I detonate it. Defensive fire, I detonate it. Okay. Does it get a special counter when it's set? A special a marker of a marker of some kind on no, it? nope. There's no marker okay. for that. I, that I know. All right. Um, but you have to have the setting unit or its half squad mm-hmm. within. Now, just to explain this. Two to six hexes of that hex they placed it in, okay. set it in. Sorry, yeah. and they have to have line of sight to it, right? And then they must pass a normal task check to detonate it. Okay, that part I don't like. Yeah, you went to all sense. this trouble. You set this thing. The enemy right. finally moves into that hex. Right. Defensive first fire, normal task check. I failed. Right. And he runs right out of the hex. <laughs> and that must well, cover you, stuff like all that work. you know faulty equipment, faulty wiring, because you're stringing your wire all the way. Maybe well, you forgot to. But later it would work because I could do it the next phase with a passing a normal task check. Yeah. So you it couldn't be wiring. faulty wiring. Oh yeah, okay. Maybe you fix, fix it on your end. Yeah, yeah. Not that end. Yeah, it's the blue, not the red. Yeah. Or um, you're not paying attention when they run through the hex to, to die. Yeah. Right. I guess so. And of course, you covered what happens on a twelve. Dial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No worky. And it's gone. And it's gone. And it's a plus one per enemy infantry unit in the location. To the mouth check. Oh, that's interesting. Oh. So if you have two enemy squads in there, per enemy infantry unit, so it'd be a squad and a half squad, they're both infantry units, mm-hmm. doesn't count single man counters. Doesn't go by SMC or MMC. Goes by enemy unit, infant, infantry. Yeah. Uh, to the mouth check, so they're trying to stop it from blowing up. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Like cutting the wire. So if there's a lot of dudes in there, you get a lot of pluses against you. Right. They cut your wire. Yeah. I would say. And then again, the set DC is a 36 IFT. Uh, half for, for concealment. You covered that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and there's this really cool part. You don't count the terrain effect modifier on a set DC. I'm thinking it's because you already set it inside the building. Yeah. They've entered the building, and the bomb's going to go off in the room with them. Right. So no plus anything. In fact, you get a minus three on the result. Wow. Yeah. Set DC. So that's a six-point turn, right, from placing it or throwing it. Or throwing it. To setting it okay that makes a huge difference yeah. in how effective a dc yeah. is diabolically clever yes the way they laid that out the problem is someone's got to come into the hex with it it's not mobile anymore once you set it yeah it just sits there hmm and i guess well you know if it's a victory hex they're and gonna have to come in they're gonna they're have gonna to come live in. through that and even if they know that you have set which which they would mm-hmm. somewhere they've the got to they've got to go in there anyway so, um, so, and I don't always like to ask you these questions because <laughs> you may not know the answer. So let's say you you send in a half squad. In the movement oh, phase. Yeah. Right. 
You don't have to detonate no, it then. No, right. I'll hold off. You can hold off. Now, I'll wait till you send in your second. So here's the trick. Yeah. You send in two, it makes it tempting for me to blow that off. Yeah. Then you keep your third squad in the street. And what does he do in advance phase after the detonation? Right. He can advance in and win the X. Right. So that's how I would but play But the more that. squads you wait, so I guess, though, if you wait, then there's more likelihood that they're going to disarm. Oh, the weapon. Two, right. Because now you've got... two squads in there, yeah. then you get those... Pluses on those the pluses detonation on the roll. roll. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. What a great... Um, yeah. Yeah, tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want... <laughs> You know, I don't want to blow it up now because the don't guys are outside it, on the one, street. Yeah. They'll advance in for the victory. Right. But if I don't do it now, you know, and then if you've got a squad that could jump back in for close combat yeah, um, to help counteract the street thing or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, I like it. I like it. Now, if you have last things here, a final KIA on a set DC, it would destroy a bridge. Or a building level mm-hmm. in that hex. Yep. And that's the rubble rule thing. Yeah. And then if you have a multi-hex bridge, so you have this bridge crossing the river, mm-hmm. it's two hexes wide, or three, let's say it's three hexes wide. Three hexes long. Uh, long, thank yeah. you. It'd be a really wide, wide a very bridge. Wide bridge. Huge. Huge. <laughs> Excuse me. So it's three spans long. Mm-hmm. And then the um, it would lose spans hexes equal to the ki number. So if I rolled a two k, two hexes of span of bridge of fall. Bridge. Oh wow! If I roll one k, one span Falls. falls. Okay. So and then you work that from the center out with ties being the DC owner's choice. If you ever ever see that, and I've yeah. You know, I know we've used, I don't know, set DCs on a bridge. I can't remember a scenario right now, but I know I've been trying to place DCs on bridges often mm-hmm. to blow them up. Mm-hmm. And if a set DC does not destroy the bridge, it does not affect the units on or beneath the bridge. Just assume yeah, nothing. you got a big explosion and nothing happened. And then rule 23.72, it can be cleared, but it cannot be recovered. So the enemy can come in and clear the set DC out. By doing you know, like a clearance of a of a roadblock or those things, right? Same kind of procedure, uh, but it can't be recovered. They can't take it, and okay. So on, you can't yeah. take it. They got it goes away. And then will searching reveal a hidden initial place DC set DC? I'm going to say yes. Yes, it will. Yeah. And will random support weapon destruction eliminate one? Uh, yes. Yes, I'm it will. Say yes. Yep. Treat yeah. as a random. Uh, support weapon destruction. Yeah. So that's the all I got on DCs. That's a lot. That's a lot of goodies. There was one last bit, I know, and we talked about rubble and flame, but also you can use DC to open um, a fortified building. So, and the interesting you know, thing about a fortified building is if create there... Create a breach or You something? can create a breach, yes. Because if, if there is a unit in a fortified building... You can't advance into it. Correct. Right. A full squad, not half right. squad. You can. Which yeah. I lost a tournament game on that. I thought I could go in. Yeah, that's right. I <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, and he goes, "No, it's a." Oh, I had a half squad in there. I'm like, "You can't come in." And he says, "Yeah, I can." It's a yeah. full squad. I'm like, "Oh, come on!" Yeah. <laughs> but if I you, um, but if you, you could use a DC to breach 
that fortified building and then you can proceed in there. Yes. Good use for it also. Yeah. So I'm going to pay more attention to DC. I mean, it's one it's one thing that, you know, I, you see it a lot in scenarios. I think with a little little work, it can become very, very effective. Can be. Or it can be But like, I worry, like Bob said. Or like me. They, you, know. <laughs> you break on the way in. Yeah. You recover it with an R-Squad. He makes it, and then you roll boxes on it. Yeah. Even, even an 8 plus 3. I don't know what that is on the chart, but... It ain't much. Pin yeah. checks. Ooh, pin checks. Yeah. You know, you got all that fun work, and then I think you're often let down with a DC. Yeah. So I would say players don't pin a lot of hopes on that demolition charge doing what you think it's going to do. Yeah. I think a shot with a neg two leaders could be more reliable. You know, I don't know statistically, but yeah, certainly you don't want to rely on that to win the game. But if it does for you. Lots of fun. Yeah, lots of fun. And I remember playing Taroa and the Marines as they were coming onto the beach. Um, they were they would come onto the beach and they would line up along those the coconut log wall that that runs the length of the of the beaches. And they he could not go over those walls. He had to breach the wall. To so get he through. had to have yeah. he had to use DCs to breach the wall, and he kept missing. He, I mean, it was really hard. But he finally made a breach, then he got through. Yeah. So, pretty cool. So, there we go. DC. Who knew? It'd be so Who much knew? fun. And I, but I, I do have, like, since it is the 4th of July, yeah. I have a dozen demolition charges in my trunk. Oh, sweet. And yeah, we're going to go out. Trunk. Good. We're going to go out now yeah. and light some fireworks, Jeff. <laughs> that we're sounds gonna celebrate good. American independence. That sounds good to me. I'll have another hams and let's go out and <laughs> well, do let's it get upright. To it. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, we're on. Uh, is that a show already? We're a show. We're so a show. I think we're done. Boy, I brought some box art. I realized that we're up to the journals now. Oh, looking art. forward to next the annuals, show then. The annuals were all repeat box art yeah. covers. Mm-hmm. The journals, they did original art for. Sweet. Good job, whatever company that is that yeah. puts those out. Yeah, I wonder who that is. And um, Some company. So And lots of other things. I've got more. Lots of good stuff Quiz coming up. Quiz things and whatever. Interviews with people that want to be on our show. Yep. We'll get them in next time maybe. Yeah. So so thanks, everybody, for joining us. We had a good time. Hope you did too. Keep those uh, calls coming in. Keep those letters coming in. We love it. If you have and never, we're challenging you. If you've never written to us or called us, please do. Let us we, know you're out there. Yeah, you can see Jeff's getting rather pessimistic and <laughs> depressed and... And, you know, he's not seeing the reward of him having to sit here and put up with me for, which is really three hours. No, it's not like that. I see you, all the, the rewards. And, I love the listeners. I love And now the you're going to go feedback. edit for like three hours. It's, it's then, those other people. Yeah. Okay. I'll get all over right. it. Thanks, everybody. So anyway, until then, roll low and rally well. But, but not when you're playing, playing us. us. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Because there's another individual I've actually banned. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Did you never notice that?